Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. For he has been raised as he said. To the honor and glory of God who by the word and through the spirit creates, redeems, and sanctifies us. Amen. On August 23rd, 2011, I was standing in my home in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I was in the kitchen, standing at the island, talking to my husband when I noticed that the water in my drinking glass was moving. Then I noticed that my house was shaking. I said to my husband, what's going on? I assumed that because of the trembling and the low roar, that there was road work going on on our street. Mark said, I think we're having an earthquake. And all I could think was, no, earthquakes don't happen in North Carolina. Earthquakes happen on the West Coast. Earthquakes happen in California and Chile and Japan. Everybody knows that. Earthquakes don't happen in North Carolina. Even as I looked out of my back window into the backyard and saw the ground trembling and the trees swaying, my brain had a hard time processing the information that my eyes and ears were sending. And as the news came out about the earthquake of 5.8 magnitude, whose epicenter was just outside Mineral, Virginia, my understanding of my world shifted. I came to understand that that which I thought was impossible was in fact true. As I considered our gospel reading this evening, two things stood out to me. The first was that in Matthew's gospel, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary go to the tomb, but they don't go carrying spices or ointments. They don't go with any listed expectation. According to the Matthean evangelist, Mary and Mary go to the tomb, theoresai. They go to behold, to see, to discover, to understand. Another unique feature in Matthew's gospel is the earthquake. The gospel according to Matthew is the only gospel that has earthquakes. And in Matthew's gospel, these earthquakes signify that something has shifted. And this is not simply a geological shift or the shifting of the earth. For Matthew, these earthquakes signify a shift in the cosmos a shift in the very fabric of reality. When Jesus breathes his last human breath in Matthew 27, the evangelist writes that the earth shook and the curtain of the temple, the 60-foot barrier between the worshipers and the Holy of Holy was split from top to bottom. We are told that tombs open and the dead are given new life. As Mary and the other Mary make their way to the tomb, 
the evangelist writes that there was an earthquake and a messenger of the Lord descended and rolled away the stone from in front of the tomb and spoke words that were incredible. He is not here. He has been raised. Come and see the place where he lay. The cosmos had shifted. Sometime between Friday evening and Sunday morning, God did something, something mind-blowing, something earth-shaking. Sometime between Friday evening and Sunday morning, God altered the very fabric of reality. And it had nothing to do with a disciple's faithfulness, it had nothing to do with who believed and who didn't believe. It had nothing to do with whether or not anybody even showed up. Resurrection happened. Resurrection happened because God loves us. Resurrection happened because the incarnate word of God came to us and will journey to meet us wherever we are. Resurrection happened because even death has no power in the face of God's love. Mary and Mary came to understand the thing, that the thing that seemed impossible was in fact real. That the one they called rabbi, teacher, Lord, was so much more than they knew. So much more than they could even comprehend. Our current experience of the novel coronavirus and COVID-19, like an earthquake, has shaken us. Our understanding of our world, our reality, has been altered. Every day, the number of diagnosed cases, the number of hospitalizations, the number of deaths in our state, and in our country and in our world continues to rise. COVID-19 has shaken us by exposing our vulnerability. We now understand how small our world is. We've been compelled to see how connected we are and how dependent we are on one another. We've been reminded in this time how little control we have in, a t in the face of disaster, we've come to see that even our science and technology have limits. Because of COVID-19, we may just now be starting to recognize how much we rely on our service providers, how much we've taken for granted the freedom to go and have dinner at a restaurant, to get our hair cut. And maybe, maybe we've even come to realize what a privilege it is to gather together for worship, to break bread and share bread and wine with one another. And we have no idea when we will come out of this disaster. And we have no idea what the final casualties will be. This time of COVID-19 has shaken us. But we are resurrection people. We have a deeper hope and a deeper reality to share. 
We are shaken by the necessity of physical distance, but we proclaim in faith that we are never alone. We are shaken by uncertainty, but we know that God's love is sure. We are shaken by our confinement, but we know that God's grace does not depend on where we go or what we do or what we say. We are shaken, but we are not forsaken. We are shaken, but God is good. We are shaken, but we are still the body of Christ. We are shaken, but our Lord will meet us. If not at the altar, then surely on the road. We are shaken, but the stone has been rolled away. We are shaken, but the tomb is empty. We are shaken, but resurrection happens. We are shaken, but Christ is risen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia.